everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now, here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game right here on the Voice America Kids Radio Network. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and today we have a lovely guest. Her name is Jessica Marriott, and she's actually the owner and founder of Tantrum Bags, which I think is wonderful because I've never really heard of it at first, but then I went on your website and I was just like, wow, what a cool idea. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we also have your son here, John. How are you doing, John? Good. Good. Are you excited to be here? Yeah. Yeah? That's good. Awesome. Well, um, Jessica, why don't you start off by telling me a little bit about yourself? Well, I grew up in El Paso, Texas, and um, I've lived in Arizona in Scottsdale for 12 years, and we love it here. And I graduated also from the University of Arizona. And I started um, Tantrum Handbags because... I wanted a beautiful leather handbag that had organization as well. And so many women carry around a big, giant, bottomless pit, big hole, and you can't find anything. And we interviewed um, eight women across the country who were friends and asked them what was missing from every handbag. And we researched online in our own handbags and looked, um, went shopping in stores and found that Obviously, it's a big hole, and so we put three divided sections and pockets within pockets. So, like the zipper pocket, usually that every bag has one back zipper pocket. We put two smaller pockets in that in that back section. So, just it really, truly, um, it almost feels empty when you have all your stuff in there because it's in place. It's compartmentalized, which feels more organized. Wonderful. And how about you, John? Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, I love gymnastics. Um... I am a level four. Which is almost team. He's training to be on the team. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. I know. As soon as as soon as I came in the studio, I was so surprised. I was like, John was doing a little playing for me in this in the waiting room and I was like, Oh, this is cool and you're very talented. He's super strong. Mm-hmm. Um and I go to the Guna Elementary School. I have a um, a lot of friends there, and I do not live in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good facts, John. I'm so glad we have you here today. And back to you, Jessica. I mean, what is it like to be an entrepreneur and getting involved in entrepreneurship? Because it can be, some people view it as risky, or in other terms, it's it's a challenge. Absolutely. Every a person who is in it, if you're not in it, you look at it, if someone's successful, and you don't actually get to see all the effort that someone had to put forth. And it really, there are, it's very challenging, but it's rewarding at the same time. I had this incredible, um, how do I say, I was rewarded for taking risks. Um, I was obviously scared at first to do this, but I did research on the CEOs of all the big um, high-end department stores, and within weeks of contacting them, specifically one in particular, but all of them, within weeks of contacting them, I I had appointments with those stores, and one specifically, um, the CEO of Macy's, who owns Bloomingdale's, um, graduate from U of A also, University of Arizona, and so did I, and he 
um, loves helping alum. And you just, you never know who, if you contact someone, what, the, what they're going to, if they're going to respond. And now, um, he responded 24 hours later after I emailed him. And now he emails me back when I, like within 20 minutes, whenever I contact him, he's just been really an inspiration for me because I mean, he's even on the, the, um, um, uh, what is it called? The federal reserve board, right. Mm-hmm. For our country. And, um, it just is, it's humbling that if you really, take a, a risk, which really, I mean, I don't really think of it as a risk, but it was scary at first, obviously, mm-hmm. to, oh my God, I'm going to be emailing these people um, that are have could have such a huge impact on my life. And he's just been really wonderful. So um, you got to just, you got to just do it anyways. And even if you're scared. I agree. That's great advice. And, and when you realized your love for entrepreneurship, what was the first thing you did to pursue it? Uh, probably, um, when I was younger, but I'm trying to, there's so many different, like one in particular, um, my sister, well, you know what, actually, probably the best example would be Girl Scouts, because you get to uh, go around your neighborhood and to other people that you don't know and um, at the stores and and sell Girl Scouts, which really puts you outside your comfort zone. And um, there, obviously, also, my I grew up with my dad owning a radio station. So I um, would do things with the radio station. I would come up with ideas, and it, he really instilled that in us. So if we did a task for him, he would pay us, not just, you know, it was another tour that we had to do. So. That's great, though. And what is it like to face those fears? You know, um, whether you label it as a risk or not, you know, the fact of putting in that effort, and sometimes it may be, like you said, scary at first. How do you overcome that? Um, well, positive self-talk is, the, is real, one of the first things. And um, when, before I actually sent them, it was in the heat of the summer here in Arizona, you know, over 100 degrees. And, um, but I had to get that, that energy out of me. So I went hiking and, and ra- ran during the hike. I didn't care. I was like sweating so much, <laughs> but I just had to get that energy out before I then um, would also, uh, some of them, like this one venture capitalist, I ended up emailing and they, I, had an, I ended up getting an appointment with them. And because I really it's important to build long-term relationships as well. So even if right now someone can't help me, eventually they're, they're already going to be aware of me and watching my growth. Um, and, and who knows, you know, by the time I'm in all the stores um, and want to go globally, then I'll already have a relationship with someone. That's awesome so. to hear. And, and would you say that networking is a key part of being able to build these relationships? Because I feel like every entrepreneur that I've had on my show or even that I've talked to outside, they always come back to the point that it's about communication. It's about relationships and in that consumer relationship as well. Yes, Um and and the thing is, is that you look at other people who already have established relationships. Like I grew up, like I said, with my dad owning radio stations, and he just has this incredible knack for, I mean, meeting people, even on the airplane, they ended up staying, they were on their way to London and met some people on the plane who barely spoke any English and ended up staying with them in France. And so I look at it, all these relationships that he already had built, and I'm like, oh, I want to be like that. And honestly, it's just taking those risks, those steps, um, emailing people or network, going to different um, locations places locally or even if you're on vacation and go um if you belong to an organization that's an international or national organization you can go to those meetings when you're on vacation or on a business meeting in that other um, state and meet other people that you wouldn't have been able to meet and then also of course there's linkedin but i really find for me personally and maybe it's because i'm older (laughs) but um that if if you meet them in person it just really um 
helps build the relationship more because there's that trust because you feel like I've met you. I so. agree. That's awesome to hear. And so going more into tantrum bags, um, I mean, where did you come up with this idea? Because honestly, it, I, looking at the website and looking about the about, and I watched your video as well that oh, you thanks. had on there. It's it's so amazing to, you know, have this idea on paper and then literally create it in real life. Well, I think, first of all, just in terms of talking about st- start, if you want to start to be an entrepreneur, um, you have to, I mean, I, I, I've written a book before I ended up self-publishing it, but you have to um, just... There's a saying called, um, how do you eat an elephant? Taking one bite at a time. So if you find something that you really are passionate about, I mean, some people, they don't. They just, they, they're really good at making money and they just go and take someone else's idea and tweak it and, and make a lot of money. But I personally and, and a lot of other people really feel like if you find something that you're passionate about, then long term, you're going to be happier and more successful. And, and um, who's to say whether those people who are so good at that, I think both is important. You have to make money clearly in your life to be able to survive and, and thrive. And that's, and it's um, often a um, reward for what you've um uh, all the work that you've put forth. That's good. And I mean, just looking more into like the bags itself and other bags out there, what would you say that it's unique compared to other bags? Because clearly, you know, looking from pictures and different things, sometimes we can, it could be so comparable, but really it's, it's the description that kind of sets it apart. Absolutely. Um, well, our interiors are not like anyone else. No other handbag has what we have. Um, we have, like I said, three divided sections, pockets within those sections, so longer pockets where you can put sunglasses or your wallet or lipstick or your business cards. And um, we also have a magnetic key fob, so you'll never lose your keys ever again. You reach in, and there they are. So, Wonderful. And then, obviously, what's most important to all women is what? That they're beautiful on the outside there um, so that they reflect your style. Awesome. And we'll have some more questions for you, Jessica. But for now, let's take a break. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Fame Game. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. 
Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we still have Jessica here. So we were just talking about um, the description of the bag, what it's like, and what you've told me so far. I agree. It doesn't compare to any other bag. I mean, just the pockets alone and the compartments. I, I don't have that in my bag right now. I really don't. Well, <laughs> first of all, I appreciate you saying that because I know you don't have to. And um, second of all, um, in general, our our demographic does tend to be older because we do carry more. You know, I'm I'll say it. I'm proud to be 43. Um, I and I love my life, right? So I'm proud of it. But we do end up carrying more stuff. So eventually, um, we will have you know more. Uh, our bags also sometimes tend to be. Um, for the older customer, which, um, but, but we also have bags that are not, that they're for, for your age. And, um, but what's important is that it, it truly, um, the, what the bags do is they, um, give you a new sense of freedom because most women, when they reach in and they have to, they are fumbling for it. It, it, um, allows you to just be able to reach in. Cause every, if you, if you're consistent with putting things where, just like in your backpack, whatever, or mm-hmm. in your in your locker at school, um, if you put things consistently back, you're going to be able to find them. And the same thing with our bags, with tantrum handbags. Whereas with other bags, there's no way everything just just piled on top of everything else. Yeah, so. and I totally see your point with that. And this is just kind of like an example, and I'm sure you can agree with it. In different walks of life, people can use it for different purposes. Uh, mm-hmm. For ex- for yes. example, the fact that um, I'm involved with pageants, and there are other girls that are involved in pageants. We literally we like to say that we carry our house with with <laughs> with ourselves, especially like in the time going to the hotels and checking in. But even at events, we literally carry bobby pins, mm-hmm. you know, makeup mm-hmm. inside of our bags, and sometimes we just don't have a place for all of it. Okay, so I'm I I love that. I I mean, because I've never done a pageant. I do have a girlfriend that I grew up with that was Miss Teen El Paso, mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Archer, and uh, <laughs> we're we're about to have our 25th anniversary at, oh, for high great. school. Yeah. yeah, I'm old, but um, <laughs> but I I mean I I had no idea. So I'm glad that you shared that with me. So. Of that's course. important. Yeah. So that sounds very cool, though. And again, just like about the tantrum bags, are there different styles of these? Like you said, it's it's kind of personalization and it fits to the person. Yeah. Our first, um, you know, when you're creating something, um, some people create it only for themselves. And um, my background is in, in outside sales and pharmaceuticals. And so I'm used to... Um, um, meeting other people's needs as well. And so when I was creating it, I created the, the styling wasn't only for me. And so some of the bags are um, styled um, very sophisticated and have a very um, streamlined look. And then there's some other bags which are more um, rocker. I really, f- and I, I really feel that um, in the industry, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but in the industry, um, they want you to kind of stay the same. Um, I mean, you look at Ralph Lauren, right? His, he's been very consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout his career. And, but I find that women, we have, we're multifaceted. We have different times that we feel different things and very dress true. different ways. And I, so I just, I'm not going to design like that. Um, and so, um, we have bags that have studs and chains and, and, and then we have, and then the other bags are just more sophisticated for, um, you know, when you're going to be in interviewing or if you're going to be going, having, ha- going to have a, a very important meeting. Um, so anyways, the, the, those are, there, we have many different styles to, for your different parts of your life. 
That's wonderful. And I also see that they come in different sizes too. So it's very convenient and it's a matter of fact for if you need it for this event or you need it for this or maybe you're just going to the store or something. It's like you said, it's multifaceted. Yes, I um, I switch bags often, obviously, <laughs> because I have I have that luxury. Mm-hmm. I'm not that I mean, most women, most girls, women, all of us have multiple watches, have multiple purses. And so, um, yes, we have varying sizes intentionally for the different times in our lives for what the purpose of what you're going to be dressing as or going out for fun or or going on a um, uh out with friends or going out to um, a meeting. I think that's perfect. And and how about your consumer response? What do they like about the bag? And, and if you can think about it or come off the top of your head, what is the most positive compliment that you've received regarding these bags? Um, well, actually, way back in the beginning, completely different bag because obviously there's been an evolution. Of um, course. <laughs> growth. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but at the beginning, we had this one bag and this woman whose husband was a doctor clearly could afford our bags. Um, she had never spent that much though before. She, she bought it and she put her stuff in it and loved it and, 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 um, and had it for a couple of days and then was having, you know, buyer's remorse about having spent that. And so she emailed and said, I want to um, she emailed me and said, I want to return the, the bag. And I said, okay. And then by the end, by the end of the day, she was like, I can't do it. And, um, and we've had no returns mm-hmm. because once you use it, once you see how it truly transforms your life, that you can find what you're looking for, find those bobby pins. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't go back to what you had before. It's to me, I, I really, I look at it like an iPhone. Um, if you felt um, like if someone just came out with the phone without you seeing it and you heard how much it cost possibly or or um, even though you heard what it could do for your life um, versus you actually trying it, 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 I mean, you can't live without your iPhone anymore, right? You just... It's true. <laughs> it's true. I can't argue with that at all. So I see your point on that as well. And just hearing about it makes me want to makes me want to <laughs> use it. So for anybody out there, you know, that is looking for some type of organization, but still keeping the style in there. And I think that's that's something that other bags tend to do. It's either it's a very organized bag, not very pretty, but not very pretty, or it's very beautiful, but everything's like in a mound yes. <laughs> if, you, if you point to it that way. But then how do you feel about your life when you're going through that? You just don't feel, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, you almost don't feel good about yourself when you're like looking. You're like, why is why is it like, like this? My life is disorganized. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, it's true. And we organize everything else in our life: our closets, our garages, our um, our kitchens, everything. So why not our handbags? Of course. <laughs> and you know, going back to the entrepreneur point of all of this, what is it like being a mom and being an entrepreneur? Because that's two different things that you need to juggle at the same time. And I'm also going to talk to John about this because we were actually talking about this on the break. But just to start off with, what is it like being a mom and in doing this? I think, you know, Maddie, we were talking about it too. Just at, at, at the beginning, you just, you're trying to figure out how it all fits together and, and you're juggling it. And then, then slowly but surely, it makes sense, right? It fits. And you find a way. Um, I've heard this interview from this one actress um, that it took, I mean, that she had five minutes in between takes and that's when she started her business. Mm-hmm. So you just you just try to figure out how, when you have that time to make it happen. I mean, my kids are so important to me. Um, I know some, you know, you've, you know, um, you've heard of some, 
actresses or very successful people that they felt like they had to choose. And I, I refuse. I feel like if, if it's going to take me longer for, to um, launch, not launch, but to grow my company, it's going to take me longer because they are important to me. Mm-hmm. They're human beings, and I want them to be happy human beings. I don't want them to be teenagers and, and getting in trouble. They're still going to get in trouble when they're teenagers, <laughs> right? Every, I mean, just part of it, of life, getting in trouble, making different choices, wrong choices, good choices. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's how, hopefully, if you teach your children well early on how to make good choices, then, um, then you... Um, then they can make good choices when they're when they're adults, and even though they'll make some uh, choices that you don't think were good, eventually um, they'll get it because you're going to keep reinforcing the better choice. Of course, and, and you know, going back to that standpoint about prioritizing different things, I mean, it just comes to that factor. Really, you can prioritize your family and your kids, but then you can also prioritize your business. So, therefore, you've already gotten two things that are on the top of your list. And also, then you have to think about. I mean, I've been married for fifteen years, and um, you have to take time. I'm, I'm blessed with it that my husband's mom lives lives here, and she is truly an angel and and helps me with the kids and and so that my husband and I can go on date nights or go on vacations um not so often that we're not with them we like to go on vacation with them too and enjoy life so that's awesome and so John why do you think your mom is a good mom um well sometimes when I get hungry she um likes to cook with me and um, um, usually whenever I ask something, she'll probably do it, but if she's not here, then my grandma, um, will get me something, and so my mom, she does a lot for me. Oh, well, I think that's very nice, John. So you got a little testimonial going, so that's perfect. Well, let's take another break for now. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Fame Game. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kids' perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. And now, Kid Star Update. Here's Cole with Sports Rewind. Hi, my name is Cole Weon from Fort Wayne, Indiana. 
and you are listening to Sports Rewind. In Olympic news, the closing ceremonies are Sunday, February 23rd, and the most medals went to Russia with 33 of them, and U.S. came in second with 28. Most gold medals was won by Russia with 13. U.S. came in fourth with only nine. In NBA news, the Pacers crushed Lakers. Kobe Bryant is out with a knee injury, and the final score is 118-98. to And also, the Bulls take a win on the road against Atlanta 107-103. LeBron James broke his nose in the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. He sat out a game against the Bulls, but he is ready to play again against the Knicks with a face match. In college basketball news, Iowa gets upset by Minnesota 95-89, and Indiana can't hold on to the win against Wisconsin 69-58. My name is Cole Wheeland, and you've been listening to Sports Rewind on the Good Start Radio Network. You've been listening to Sports Rewind. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. What does it mean to be a supergirl? It's all about acceptance, respect, healthy relationships, and how to deal with peer pressure. It's all about real-life issues that girls face every day. Join your hosts as they talk about hobbies, friendships, dealing with bullies, and living life as a supergirl. Be sure to tune in every week for Supergirl Guide, the radio show, every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. With some support and knowing that you're not alone, it makes all the difference in the world. 
You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're still here with Jessica and John. So, actually, hey, you both of your names start with J. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> thought about that. I was like, hmm, I didn't realize that. All the tangents on my show, I swear. (laughs) But, you know, Jessica, we were just talking again about, you know, your business and why it's so great. And then we just finished off by talking about what it is like to be a mompreneur, if you will use that term. Uh, But going back to just entrepreneurship as a whole, what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment so far? Really getting, we are the first independent handbag designer to be able to get the opportunity to um, do trunk shows with Bloomingdale's. No one else. They've never given that opportunity um, to any other independent handbag designer. So um, I know um, my goal is to be in the, actually in full time in the stores where I don't have to be there um, by the end of this year. So, and I I really feel like it's achievable. They've given me um, the opportunity to work with their PR department and which they have local PR departments in each store and um, also work with their sales team. So I'm going to do private events now instead of just showing up all day and hanging out with my, my inventory and bags, I'm going to mm-hmm. um, create this really fun event beforehand where women are going to be able to put their all, they're going to empty their bags out and put them inside our bags so that they can really see the difference um, when they put, when they, Actually, once they put it in there, they're going to put it on their shoulders. I'm going to make, you know, not make, I shouldn't say it that way. I'm going to uh, ask them to uh, really experience what it's like, how the, what the difference is. And I think that's the wonderful part about it. And I can't wait to see your your, your little bag on Thank on you. all the markets and everything. Because when I walk in, I'll be like, hey, interviewed her. So that's right. That's cool. <laughs> is this your first radio interview or have you done others? No, I did one. Um, I apologize. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it was no a couple of weeks ago, but um, uh, it's out of Colorado. I'm totally. It's it's an investment. Mm-hmm. I'm not investment. A um, entrepreneur one. So sorry. It's oh, on no my worries. website. I think that's perfect, <laughs> though. I mean, I it's awesome that you can I can list you among my guests. So very honored. And again, just what has been the biggest struggle? Because you know we we have those challenges, but and we have the accomplishments, the highlights. Mm-hmm. But then there is times when the road gets a little foggy. I think that's so important to bring up because um, so many successful people, you only again look at what they've accomplished, and you don't see what they struggled through. And the biggest hurdle for me, and which is um, hard for me to, to say and, and frustrating, but it has been manufacturing. We started out with a New York City sample maker, and um, he wasn't necessarily so good with our inventory. He started out with nine square feet for a bag and then ended up using 15 square feet. And wow. right, how do you the, do the math, right? <laughs> That's like, that. just how does that work? Yeah. Um, and so, and then our pockets are where they're supposed to be. And so he started moving them around. And, um, and then we moved to um, China, you know, honestly, I think, and then now we're with in Korea, but, and it's, we just, I will, I will keep looking. I refuse to um, buy too much inventory. I want to be able to grow with them, with the factory and, um, and grow my company appropriately. So many um, entrepreneurs, they're like, only think that they can own, that they should only um, purchase large quantity. And Mm -hmm. then they have to give up their business because they, and, and liquidate it to like Marshall's and not saying anything. I love Marshall's and love those stores, but I, that's not the route I want. I want to specifically design something for them and mm-hmm. not that I have to sell it to them because I bought too much inventory. 
And that's totally understandable. Exactly. So what has been the biggest lesson you have learned out of everything? If mm-hmm. you can look back at the start of your entrepreneurial journey and, and look where you are today, what would you say would be the biggest lesson? It's a really good question. Um, I would say that um, I held back. I've held back intentionally. I've been very methodical about our growth. We've sold every bag that we've ever manufactured. And um, so what I would do differently is that I, I've held back from um, doing, getting more exposure intentionally so that I wouldn't get all this exposure and not have the inventory. Um, but, um, really, uh, what is that? Um, uh, Tom shoes. Mm-hmm. He did not set out to, um, he came back from a trip. I, I can't remember what the country is right now, but he came back from this trip where the shoes are made mm-hmm. and, um, had this vision of what he wanted to accomplish. He had no intention of starting another company, but just saw the need for their kids to have shoes cause they were getting diseases in that mm-hmm. country and didn't have shoes. And so he, um, had a friend who had a friend who worked at LA times and they did a write up and they got like an order for, I don't know, a thousand or 2000 shoes. Mm-hmm. And he did not have the inventory, but he, they called, he went on Craigslist and hired an intern. Um, and they called every single person and said, here's the situation. And everyone, but like a handful of people were patient and said, it's okay, we'll wait. And they still paid for it. Um, and so I, I think that And I learned about that story later on. I think if I did anything different, it wouldn't be holding back from getting exposure. Mm -hmm. So would you say that's something that you would tell your younger self starting into this? Yes. Just go for it. Go go full force with everything. (laughs) That's great. And how about being a female in the business? And how do you deal with your competition? Because, you know, competition is a big part of it. Um, I, uh, honestly, I, I was raised to believe that you don't compete with anyone else that you compete with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, even, you know, even for interviews, other people would say, oh, there's like 400 people interviewing. I'm like, I, I don't care. It's, I'm, it's me who I'm interviewing. And if mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm not happy with my, how I interviewed, um, then I probably won't get the job or if, and, and most of the time when I was happy with it, I, I did get the job. So the same thing, I really, um, I don't really feel like I, we have competition. I mean, yes, in the scene, in quality of, of a handbag, we have competition like Tory Burch or Michael Kors or, um, coach, the higher end of coach. But I really feel that we don't because no one else is doing what we're doing. No one else is have, has beautiful styling on the outside and then, and, um, functionality on the inside. I agree. And how is being an entrepreneur your favorite thing? How are, how are you passionate about it? Well, because I, I, this is something that I, I, I've always, since I was a little girl, my sister shared a room with me um, growing up when you used to have to do that. I'm sure some people still do, but you know, <laughs> my, my kids have their own room. But, um, and she had no choice because I was older. And so my whole wall was covered in magazine covers. <laughs> uh, I mean, and also um, ripped up pictures of, mm-hmm. of all, you know, Claudia Schiffer and all these different mag uh, models, supermodels that, you know, that was the new thing back then. And um, I just have always... This has just always been my passion. Um, we would play Barbies too, and she um, would want to play house, and I would decorate and design the clothes. And she said, "Okay, let's play." And I said, "I did. That was my playing." Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just always been a part of me. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. I, it, it, did I answer your question? Yeah, oh, okay. you did. <laughs> and I think that's wonderful. Sometimes we we don't realize that what we do as children mm-hmm. can totally translate into what we're going to do in the future and what we're going to pursue as a profession. 
I agree. I mean, it, John definitely has the chance to um, go to the Olympics. The the the, tea, the uh, coach and the the owner of the of um, Extreme Gymnastics said they've never seen anyone strong as strong as he is. That it's just a natural gift for him. So if he dedicates himself, if that's important to him, I'm not going to push that. Um, you know, if he makes that commitment, then he has that ability to um, to get to that level. I think so. It's it's great to see him doing stuff like this. Would you would you like to go to the Olympics, John? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched the Olympics before and the gymnast there? Yeah. It's pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm. And at the gymnastics place, the extreme, they also, because they do have competitions, mm-hmm. and so um, they got to see uh, um, the team do their, um, um, what do you call it, their... Um, their routine. Routine, thank you. Um, they got <laughs> to see them do their routine um, before they did it, and it, it was, which is so smart for that, to have the other kids who are training for the team to be able to watch that and see what, what they're going to end up to be doing. I think it's awesome. And, and how do you see your business, you know, the success that you've gotten from your business, and then at the same time see the success of your son being able to be the mom and be in the stands and watch him perform? I, I, I don't really understand your question. What do you ask me? So what is it like to see your son's success as well as yours and kind of I mean, mix it makes the two? Me, it makes me really happy, and I, I just – I, f- I feel so blessed. I mean, we, we both, you and I both, Maddie, are very blessed and mm-hmm. – um, I, you just if you go after what you want in life um, and you care about it, then you're you're going to be successful. I, I I have only been successful in my life because I I don't take my time to to do something that isn't important to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important part of it. Again, it, it all translates back to <laughs> you know what's on your priorities and <laughs> and what are you going to say yes to? What are you going to say no to? And what do you have time for? And what is going to benefit you in the long run? Benefit everyone. Benefit mm-hmm. you. If you're involved in something, it's going to also involve other people so that you're, so that everyone is happy. And if you don't want want to be there, they don't want you to be there either. You know, if people really care about you, um, they'll be happy for you if you need to leave. Mm-hmm. You know? So. And I get that completely. <laughs> so let's take a break for now. I'm Maddie Rose, and you're listening to The Fame Game. Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm again Maddie Rose, and we have Jessica and John here. So we're finishing up this final segment, and I think it's so important that what we've covered here today is not only just about tantrum bags and, and why they're so great, but also the entrepreneurial side of it as well as, you know, being a regular human being, I think, mm-hmm. is the best part to explain it because you're a mom and you also have your own business. And, you know, it's a lot to juggle, but it's something you're passionate about. And that's what's important. I agree with you 100 um, percent. Just finding, I, I, you know, someone said the other day at, we were at a Women Investing Women mm-hmm. conference and they said that they don't they don't like that word balance. But I don't I don't know what else. I don't know what other you were to use. Flexibility, so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. To to figure out how all the pieces work together mm-hmm. and um, if they don't um, figure out how to take them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to remove them. Exactly. And it's kind of like that term, don't spread yourself too mm-hmm. thin, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, do what makes your heart happy. So, And some for a lot of people, it's really hard for them to to figure out what that is that they make mm-hmm. them happy. But every time I ask that question to people, what, what do you really want to do? And they say, oh, I don't know. No, I, I look at them and I said, no, you know. You're just too scared to say what that is. And you just have to, you just have to believe that it's possible. I have, a, I have another girlfriend that has, mm-hmm. she has a, a radio show with um, this guy and she, she's so funny. And, so, and he's written for um, um, uh, Family Guy and that Ted movie. Um, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's so funny. And it's because um, we talked about just going for it, and not being, I mean, you're going to be scared, but just still try it anyways. She's been very successful in it and really has grown her audience. So I think it, you just have to um, ignore or um, figure out how to get past some of those messages that you're saying in your head. Um, the more that you become aware of them, mm-hmm. the more you can um, deal with them and either say the opposite or um, what I read, uh, we were hiking one day mm-hmm. and um uh, there was this tattered book on the side of the road, and John picked it up and said, "You want to? You should look at this." And I said, "Oh, you know, kids pick stuff up all the time." And I'm like, "No, no, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to." And so he said, "No, no, no, you should look at it." And um, it's called, um, it's from the author of The Secret. It's called The Power. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it says it, in it is not to give negativity to what you're scared of, but give love to what you want in life and, and really think about those things that you want. So I have, like I said, I've been struggling with manufacturing, so I'm giving love to, um, my, to my inventory, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, yes. I'm envisioning that. And also, um, with that comes cash flow. And so I envision money going different directions. And then lastly, um, I, I want to hire, a an assistant um, who travels with me to the to, to the trunk shows, and so I'm envisioning having that um, person be a part of my life, and I I'm bringing love to those those three elements that I want mm-hmm. to come into my life, and it's really incredible how if you give the love instead of the fear, the being scared of it, it that it truly comes to you without you having to do anything. And that's something that I write that I don't want that I write down. I have mm-hmm. this journal that I write. I don't like journals, but it's a, a <laughs> gratitude journal, mm-hmm. right? I don't like uh, writing about, Oh, like my day was bad or something like that. Cause it just reinforces not good things. And mm-hmm. not that I don't still think about how to improve. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but I write down what I want more of and how, and how to bring it to me. And anyway, so it's just really that the book that John 
and his sister Olivia found um, it changed my life, and then it led me to this other book called The Magic, which is twenty eight days to a more grateful life. So. Well, it's meant to be then, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I think that all relates to what you're saying, feeding yourself self-positivity. Um, we did something at school one day and, you know, they just wanted us to take pieces of paper, even small sheets of paper that we could carry somewhere in our bag with us, binder, whatever it may be, something that's convenient for you to look at. And we wanted to set a weekly goal, a yearly goal, a monthly goal, and something maybe long-term. And the weekly goal for me was just, just to be positive because you would be so surprised how great a week can be if you just tell yourself to be positive. Yeah. Like just feeding that into yourself. Even like in the, let's just say that you're in class. If you just start saying that. Okay. So here's another example. When I was 10 years old, I thought Mm -hmm. I was ugly and my dad made me go in front of the mirror for two years and say that I was pretty. And so I know in that it's just really, what a good dad, right? Exactly. Yes. Um, (laughs) And whatever you tell yourself, whether it's good or bad, you start believing. And so, I think you that's the message, right? If you if you stop if you stop saying what you don't want, right? If you cuz that's what then what you're bringing into your life. If you start saying what you do want and having love for that, it's it's going to come to you. I agree. This is such great advice though. It, it truly is. And and again relating back to entrepreneurship, how do you feel that it's relevant to our youth today? Cuz now we're seeing more mm-hmm. and more that they're getting to be entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs. There's even a young entrepreneur academy and and they're learning so much from it too. I think it's wonderful. I wish there was something like that when I was growing up. I grew, I have dyslexia and so my parents all they did was try to focus on getting me through school, getting me through college. And um, if there had been more, like even PV, um, the one of the the school Paradise Valley School, mm-hmm. they actually have a class on fashion in the high school. And so if if I had had that, right, my life could have been so different. But I, I can't live my life thinking, oh, I wish it, life could have been like that, right? I mm-hmm. just have to to be um, be happy for and grateful for where I am now. And that's wonderful. So looking at your business as a whole again, where would you like to see yourself in the matter of five years? Oh my goodness. I, I will be a multi-million dollar business in the next five years. I will be in all the major high-end stores. And um, the other goal is that I'm going to um, do diffusion brands where we do less expensive bra- bags specifically designed for Target and um, H&M and other stores like that. That's wonderful. And finally, how can others contact you about tantrum bags? Go to www.tantrumbags.com or tantrumhandbags.com and also on our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash tantrum or tantrum bags. And um, of course, we have Twitter and I'm on LinkedIn and um, you can go on the website and get get all the information to contact us. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Of course. And so we have a featured song of the week and that's going to be Happy by Pharrell Williams. I love that song.
listening you've been listening to the fame game i'm maddie rose this show is produced by kidstar for the voice america kids radio network and up next is a track from the kidstar album of the month thank you again for listening to the fame game on the voice america kids channel be sure to join maddie rose again next week for another great show Phoenix, Arizona, and host of Bookworm. The Kid Store album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Three Kids in the Car. Three kids in the car on a Monday morning, each one wishing that the others weren't born. And I can't say nothing because they've all been scorned because their mother's done had enough. And the sisters sitting in the front seat, who at this point of the song you need to realize is about three months away from getting her driver's license. She's thinking to herself I can't believe that I'm still riding with them I hope that we're not seen by some of my friends 
by chance I fail the driver's exam, then I am running away. Three kids in a car on a Monday morning, each one wishing that the others weren't born. And they can't say nothing because they've all been scorned because their mother's done had enough. And the brother's sitting behind her, who at this point of the song you need to realize is about five years younger than she is, but he's still about two years older than his little brother sitting next to him. He glares down at his little brother and he's thinking to himself, I can't wait till our sister's finally gone. Then I'll sit up front cause that's where I belong. And I'll be rid of you, you miserable worm. Why don't you just run away? Three kids in a car on a Monday morning. Each one wishing that the others weren't born. They can't say nothing cause they've all been scorned cause their mother's done bad enough. brother who at this point of the song you need to realize is a whole lot smarter than the other two think he is he glares back up at his big brother and he's thinking to himself I know that there's nobody back in the trunk you only try to scare me with all that junk I hope you read my mind I think you're a skunk and guess what I'm not running And the dealers weren't born And they can't say nothing Because they've all been scorned Because their mother's done had enough And the mother who's been driving all this time She's thinking to herself Things that I'd better not say So we'll just pretend that she's thinking month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website www.kidstar.org. <laughs>